Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. That's when I saw myself, you know, giving up the crown. It felt really good because I saw the legacy and I I saw that one person that should be stepping in my shoes and um, it was a no-brainer. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast in Riga, Latvia, celebrating women in tech around the world. I'm so excited to be featuring one of my favorite entrepreneurs. She is powerful. She's dynamic. She's a leader. She's creative. She's loyal. She's a team player. She is just extraordinary. Welcome, Maria. Hi, Esprit. Hi. So I've been waiting to do this interview with you forever because I so admire the work that you've done in the tech world and the work that you've done in community and helping build up Riga to be the startup city that it is like becoming today where people around the world are flying in and take, <laughs> taking notice. You have one of the most um, prominent conferences called Tech Chill here in Riga. It just happened. You had companies, uh, you know, executives from companies like AngelList and the top investors in the world all come in to speak at Tech Chill. It's really, really exciting. So go ahead, tell everybody, introduce yourself to everybody, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do and about the new company that you're creating. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me here. Of course. Uh, I'm also very excited to be speaking with you. So let me give you a bit of like a quick pitch about myself. So I've been in the tech scene for about uh, six years now, and uh, it all dates back to the to the point of my life where I, uh, when I was living in Lisbon for a year, uh, and I went to Startup Weekend Festival. Um, at first I thought it was a music festival, but then I realized it was all about innovation, technology companies, entrepreneurship, and uh, like, you know, living with this global mind of view. And it got me very, very interested. So I went back, um, and I immediately started to look up on internet what's happening in Latvia. So where this because this is where I come from. And uh, I googled and there was literally one organization that was, you know, serving as a focal point for all the Latvian internet uh, companies at that time uh, and tech entrepreneurs in general. It was called Tech Abriga. And uh, it turned out I needed help. And I applied for an internship. No. <laughs> yes. Really? I applied I for an internship that. and they, they uh, yeah, they took me in. And, um, yeah, so I ended up to be working at Tech Hub Rio, which was, which was for me as a first acceleration phase to tap into what's the tech ecosystem about. And, um, yeah, so I learned there a lot. I consider this whole journey 
in Tejabriga as uh, something that, you know, built me up where I am these days. So it kind of like, it gave me the the launchpad that was very much needed in terms of the understanding, how it works, what are the other ecosystem builders involved, what are their roles, um, how is a tech company in general forming and what's the entrepreneurial mindset behind it. So, yeah, I... Uh, I owe to the guys who were mentoring me uh, a lot, and they're still very, very close friends of mine. So yeah, and uh, back in that time, there was uh, also already Tech Chill happening, and uh, it was just a small meetup but of 250 people, uh, zero international experience, um, only like a couple of keynote speakers still coming to here, and it was still a success, but I soon enough I understood that if we want to be competitive enough in uh, in the markets uh, in the market of Europe and we want to have the foreign talent coming in and we want to have the smart capital coming in we just have to represent ourselves as best as possible because you know um, the company Petition about the foreign talent these days, especially in Europe, is just yeah. massive. And if we haven't built textual foundation up to date where it is, uh, I'm sure we wouldn't have such a strong presence in in Europe. So I'm really happy about it. So yeah, uh, at that point, I understood if we want to be competitive, we have to sort of like create the organization, which is still a nonprofit one and serves uh, and serves the right values. Um, with the main goal of uh, bringing Latvian and Baltic tech out there and serving as an international voice for, for our entrepreneurs here. But you went from being an intern at Tech Hub to being the CEO of Tech Chill. Yeah. And you didn't have previous experience being the CEO of another company. Zero. How did yeah. you become a CEO? I was like, at first actually it was quite hard for me to acknowledge because uh, when we started uh, Textile Foundation uh, as a separate uh, union, apart from Tech Abriga, um, it was four years now ago, at first it was really weird for me because there was me, uh, Andres and Ernest as co-founders, and uh, I was sort of like the head of the whole thing. And I was just so young and I have never been a CEO before and the, the name itself felt very weird for me. Right. Um, yeah, but it happened because, you know, the more I grew, the more I understood that I'm actually, you know, doing it all. I'm building, uh, it's a nonprofit one, but it feels like startup because you have to know everything about anything. You have right. to build a company, you have to build a culture in it, you have to build a team, the financials, the marketing part, the sales part, the product the most important part, the platform that we are building, you know. And uh, with time, I understood that, you know, I just need to uh, take care of myself and build my own brand as a person as well to be to inspire everyone else. What kind of resources did you access in the beginning in order to build the confidence and the insights to know how to do the role of a CEO? I had, uh, I had really close uh, mentors, uh, the same guys or and girls from Tejabriga who kind of like lifted me up and if I needed an, needed an advice or something, they were always there. Uh, we 
used to go and are still going with a couple of guys, a uh, couple of those guys, still for dinners and for lunches, for one on ones, just to catch up. So I feel it's it was about them giving back to the community and raising like the next generation of entrepreneurs and making sure that we have the continuity in the generations. And um, what would you say is a huge obstacle that you successfully overcame during that time in becoming the the CEO you eventually became? I feel like one of the one of the most important parts was for me to sort of understand for myself that I have something to deliver. Like I have something to say. I have my own messages and my own missions to to show to the Baltic states or the world in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And at that moment when I when I started to speak up because I have been in the scene for a while now and I have my own opinion about how the things are going and how should them be going uh, at that moment when I understood that I have something to tell and I have the opinion I started to own the role itself and uh, how long did that take about two years two yeah. years about two years for me to be very very comfortable with everything what's happening but it also you know at the very first, at the very beginning we It was just a small team. It was like, you know, three people, maybe full time. Like right now it's 15 people. And it just, you know, at, in the very beginning, I was, we, I was not a CEO. I was just, you know, a team player. Um, as soon as the team started to grow, I had to become someone else. Was it, was it two patient years or was it two years that wouldn't go fast enough? <laughs> No, those were two patient years because I need I needed to know that um I have something to say for my own. Right. And I needed to build my own state of mind towards where I stand. And I just I'm not that person who who will, you know, jump for intention or or be someone who she is not. Yeah. I I wanted to feel the most comfortable possible. Yeah. And I've at like at the very end of it I've, I did feel it like. And and I mean it's so crazy. So we're we're going to keep talking about Tech Chill and like what it means and what kind of people have been there but then I also want to get into your company that you have now. Um sticking with Tech Chill just for a bit longer, what kind of people have come and participated in in Tech Chill? Oh my god, so many, but uh maybe for someone who probably I'm going to name drop few, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do. So we have, we have had like the founder of Evan Bright coming over the, uh, like founder of, uh, index ventures, which was, which is one of the most prominent, uh, venture firms in, in Europe in general. We've had people from, from Google, like, like actual chief executive, uh, people from, from the data and decision-making part, We've had, uh, exactly as you mentioned, uh, the founding CTO of AngelList coming over. And it's just, it's hard to recon, actually. To like, Latvia. Yeah. They're coming to Latvia. <laughs> I know, amazing. right? You, it, you're whenever getting whenever you Baltics. say that, I feel like this is just too crazy because... Yeah, it it just, you know, it would never happen if we wouldn't build the strong brand that we've built, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you have an interesting brand story. Um 
if you could kind of like share the beginnings of it. In the beginning, it was like a byproduct of TechCrunch or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So at the very beginning, when we were first uh, starting off, uh, it was actually called TechCrunch Baltics. Um, and everyone knows what's TechCrunch, right? Yeah. So the the found like the chief editor Mike Butcher, everyone yeah. knows basically, came over and like yeah. hosted the event. Yeah. And uh, and we actually created a website for that. So it was tcbaltics.com. Yeah. And uh, then like a year later, he was like, "Yeah, guys, well." Now you have to keep that running for yourselves, but you yeah. can you can get to uh, hold our name. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, use tech yeah, you can't use it anymore. So I'm just you know I've we did this. It was cool, but now you have to live on yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, with yeah. yourselves. Yeah, on your own. And we were like, yeah, we've created this website, and that part at that point we were like. And we don't really have money for a new website or yeah. like for a domain or whatsoever. But, but let's just, you know, brainstorm around the name. So we were brainstorming and then uh, it all of a sudden like tcbaltics.com should be like techchillbaltics.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we love tech most certainly and we like chill and we always <laughs> have wanted for the event itself to be like you know very founders focused and very friendly and very soulful and it all comes down to chill anyways you know totally to have cool people over to chill together yeah to yeah. chill together in the chilliest place on <laughs> earth at the chilliest pe- time you know which is february <laughs> and it's always like minus celsius couple of degrees at least <laughs> um yeah so then uh, then we started like came up with the tech chill name and over a time we just uh, also dropped the uh, Baltics and now we're just a cool tech chill. That's cool. And okay, so you've had all these people here. Um, it's been really incredible. And you've led a, a tr- tremendous conference that is ever growing. And recently you have um, kind of p- gone off to do your thing. Let's talk about the transition. Yeah. And so- was that super hard to let go of this thing that you've been working on for years now? Yeah. Um, so basically the, the transition that we had was something that I always wanted for TechChill to have. So when we first, when we, when the whole organization started. And how many attendees did you have when it first started? Uh, when I first started, it what it had like 350. And now? 2,100. Incredible. Yeah. Just over three years. Um... Yeah, so the transition was something that I always wanted for the organization to have. So I see TechChill as a platform for young individuals as myself to to grow using that platform. So people with uh, with strong leadership abilities, people who get this space as an exciting one, just come into our accelerator as TechTill Foundation, kind of get to tap into all the stakeholding uh, parts of the ecosystem building. Um, So startups, government, corporates, investors, community organizations, they understand the whole drill, you know. This is the first uh, encounter they are having, so it's TechChill. And then after they have accelerated, they understood how to work in this space, what it is about, what's the what's the goal here, and what are the values. They get to they get to choose which way of those they want yeah. to you know pursue them further. So that's how we see it. We see it as an educational platform for our uh, people here, and um, and 
once I realize that I have done everything that I wanted for Tactual, you know, to grow it to a place where we can be self-sustaining, where we can afford to have people full-time during the whole year, when we have enough projects to work on, and when we have a strong enough network, that's when I saw myself, you know, giving up the crown. And um, yeah, it felt good. It felt really good because I saw the legacy and I I saw that one person that should be stepping in my shoes and um, it was a no-brainer. I knew that I'm going to be sh- uh, I'm going to be leaving the managing position a half a year before I left already, yeah. you know. That was really planned thing. And 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 you went on and yeah, you're so now. I have always, you know, talked about startups and like entrepreneurship and uh, and how how exciting it is to build global uh, ventures and and scale things. So I wanted to actually understand how can you build a startup? Yeah. How can you build a product company from from ground to up? You know, and then that's that's the path I kind of like chose. And and what's your new company called? It's called Kuro Protocol. And what do they do? So we are building uh, another platform, uh, which is going to incentivize people to do more sustainable actions. And apart from the fact that we are, you know, tackling a very small uh, thing, which is a climate change. So I've been always about the impactful missions. And and when I was approached by the creator of this idea, um, I was like, wow. This is this is huge and this is big and I definitely want to be part of it. So it's a digital digital coin which is going to reward people for competing different kind of actions, and all of those actions are lined up with the United Nations sustain, Sustainability Goals. So imagine yourself as pre producing solar energy. We're going to yeah. pay you for that. Imagine myself riding a lime or a bird uh, instead of a car. We're gonna I'm going to pay myself for that because. The idea behind it is that everything sustainable that we have here today has always been subsidized. So wind and solar energy industries have never been uh, here. Like they have never existed if there mm-hmm. wouldn't be subsidies. So I feel like why are we not, you know, tackling the most important part, which is the people behavior. And all of a sudden, if you can pay to people to do stuff, that's the only thing they have un- ever understood you know, why why not to tackle the most pressing one? Uh, just start from the people. And where where is your new company based? It's based in Riga. Because I know um, you you go to Los Angeles quite often as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I do, but it, it's just because uh, because of my personal uh, things, um, and also just to connect in yeah, uh, in yeah. the U.S. And also, I feel like Los Angeles is one place where a lot of uh, forward thinking impact and entrepreneurs are living at these days including Elon Musk (laughs) (laughs) which I want to meet so bad (laughs) he just just hosted a meme review on PewDiePie's channel oh (laughs) I did yeah um yeah, so okay, so but it's based. Oh, yeah, ahead. it's based in Riga, but the the operations will be taking place in Berlin. So we are right now at uh, with the company at a stage when we have our pilot product ready, and uh, we're about to do the pilot with the uh, with the first partner we have, which is a massive solar energy producer in uh, in Central Europe. It's called Zonen, and they're awesome because uh, you know it's kind of funny because they're you know in uh, in this corporate space, but they 
you know, believe in our product. And yeah. they like, oh yeah, definitely. Like our households should do this for sure. And yeah, so it's going to be happening in Berlin. And uh, we're going to be entering the POC mode, which is a proof of concept uh, in a couple of months. And how many people are on your team? Mm, currently we're four full-time. And uh, then we have uh, like hands-on advisors around the world. And have you raised money yet? Yeah, up to date we have raised uh, 400k in seed. Uh, that all went to the product, and right now we're uh, raising another fund for uh, for the POC mainly, and it's two million. Oh, so exciting yeah, and very, difficult. <laughs> very exciting and very difficult yeah. because exactly as you said, um, this space, the sustainability and the impact companies, it's uh, it's not something that venture capitals are backing. You know, yeah. uh, especially at the at the place where we are right now, that we have to prove that this is actually going to work. You know. And uh, and that's why uh, we're just now, you know, trying to see what's out there and like going after such investors uh, as, you know, from with the impact background, like angels, entrepreneurs themselves, wealthy individuals and so on. Your two main experiences in the entrepreneurial world, they're very unique because you kind of went, you became a leader in an industry or an organization where you didn't have previous leadership skills and you're, you're self-taught. And I feel like you're doing that in the impact space again, just like you did in the conference space. Um, what kind of guidance can you give everybody listening on how to believe in themselves in that process? Because it's very unique that... Um, that you dove in and made it happen? Yeah. Well, that's a hard question <laughs> to be asked. Did you ever have days where you doubted yourself? Like, I don't know if I yeah. can do this. Yeah. But actually very few only. Because I have I have always kind of like believed in my spirit. Let's just call it that way. I have always believed that if uh, I... So, like if I see my tactics uh, like very clear, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I can. If I map out how I'm gonna get from point A to point Z, and I know exactly how it's gonna look like, then it has always been easy for me. Well, not easy. It's just you know, you have my my mind is very rational, so that's why I tend to work also very rationally, and uh, one of the key strengths that I have, you know, found into myself is that I always remember things. Like, I never let go of anything. Right. I let go, of of course, of like, you know, some situations that are not needed for myself, but I always, always remember everything that's work-wise. It, like, things just don't get passed by me. Um, Even if, you know, the pace is so crowded with everything, I just kind of see the whole, you know, playground. Right. And and um, what has there been a book in your journey that you felt really inspired by that really moved you? I'm a person that re- is really into biographies. Yeah. So I've I've had also I've read a couple of books around, you know, how to build stuff and, you know, the the building blocks and so right. on, but the ones that really inspire me are the biographies. Of course, you can never tell how much of that is true, you know, right, right. because they're pretty much like 50-50. You can never tell if that's really curated material from the person or it's actually true, you know. Right. But still, you know, whenever I'm reading about some inspiring entrepreneurs and how they're 
gone to that place to, to where they are now, it just it lifts me up very much. Do you uh, do you have a favorite like tech tool app or website that you use to stay on top of things or to get things done? Yeah, uh, so basically uh, I use Twitter f to be updated all the time on what's happening in the space. So I follow basically every account there is out yeah. <laughs> when it comes to tech space. I also like to have uh, Slack very much. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm into different type of Slack groups uh, besides, the, besides the team ones. So... I feel like the content there is also very good. And I would like to actually someday be able to explore Reddit. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not I don't super do into Reddit either. And yeah. it's so important. Yes. Because my, uh, my partner slash boyfriend loves Reddit so much. And I feel like he's always, you know, one step ahead of me. Yeah, to <laughs> into totally. everything around this scene. But yeah, I haven't found a way how to, you know be friends with Reddit totally. yet. So I feel like I have to at some stage of my life, but yeah, not yet. So I kind of feel that way about Slack, um, where I don't know where to integrate Slack into my life um, when it comes to time management. How do you check Slack? Do you have a, a method of checking Slack? Are you on it every morning or just as you get the messages? Do you have any kind I'm, of method? I'm, I'm like very much online person. Uh, and and that's one of the things why people don't you know why I see everything or why I've why I kind of have this knowledge of everything yeah because I'm always so available to everyone yeah and whenever someone hits me up I immediately answer like immediately just to avoid that there is some kind of a log uh, some kind of a log you know right 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 yeah so whenever there is a Slack message it's uh, it has to be uh, answered or replied like in in couple of minutes. Uh, tops yeah 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 that's it's so it's so good but also so hard because it, as you know tech people when do we turn off it's crazy when do we take time to chill <laughs> yeah that's when well basically yeah so for example my phone is all the time uh on uh on a night shift yeah so i usually i just i never you know, people can't actually call me Right. during the day and I just time to time just see the not notifications and then reply to those um, from the phone side. No, totally get it. And um, there's so many people listening right now. If we could do something as a community to support and celebrate you and help accelerate you forward in your success with your new company, what would that ask be? What's something that we could do as a community to help you move forward? Well, I feel like you know, if there's someone out there listening right now and is really into sustainability and wants to, you know, solve real issues and help founders to solve those, then they should be probably hitting me up. And how can they get in touch with you? Uh, just via email. And you could message Maria at M-A-R-I-J-A at, and do you do, want to do? Corel, I-O. And could you spell it for everybody? Q U R O dot i o yeah you five for that <laughs> it's it? really hard as a european because <laughs> i sound like ease <laughs> um, uh, this job. is literally first time when i you know try to awesome. not fuck up my <laughs> spelling okay is this your first podcast or no it is. No way. Yeah. It's so crazy. So many women that we interview, it's their first podcast. And I think that's really exciting to hear because a lot of 
um, a lot of people think, oh, I'm not good enough to be on the podcast. And they tell ourselves the, like the story. I do it to me too. And so to hear that so many women who have been on the Women in Tech podcast, this is their first podcast. It means like any opportunity is within our access. We just have to, just like you've done with your companies, embrace you it. just have to embrace it. You yeah. have to go after it. You have to, you, you want to make sure not to close your own doors yeah. of opportunity. Yeah. I totally agree. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. You're extraordinary. Make sure to connect with Maria. I think she's just absolutely lovely. Um, to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight to the Facebook group. You can say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Maria, the founder and the former CEO of TechChill, currently on the path of fighting climate change with Corel Protocol. TechChill is the leading Baltic tech event. Corel Protocol is fighting climate change via incentivizing people to do more sustainable actions. I'm based in Riga, Latvia. You're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.